What's up, everybody? Welcome to Philly versus the world. Chris Kofsky, Drew Bishop, and John Iliano. Guys, I got a funny joke, right? Right. As as the as the weather gets cooler out, right? You ever realize women like to wear a lot of denim, denim jeans, denim jackets? I like where this is going. Okay. So my buddy has his joke that he made, which is pretty funny. So he goes up to these girls. We're, we're at the bar. Bunch of girls wearing denim jackets, right? Buddy goes up to them and goes, hey, you know what the Mario theme song is? They go, what? He goes, denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. I don't get it. You don't get it? Have you, the, ever the, Mario? Have you ever played Mario? Oh, Mario. What he the said hell Mario. He said Mario. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I didn't mean your cousin Mario. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Who is this delivery driver? Right. <laughs> hey, I'm Mario. You deliver the buffalo and the chicken. Wait, but I still don't get it. Denim. So yeah. the girls wear denim, right? There's a bunch yeah. of girls wearing denim jackets. Okay. He goes up to them and goes, you know the Mario theme song? They go, no. He goes, denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. Was da, it da, that da, song da, da, da. for Mario? That's the Mario. Oh, really? You've never played Mario? I've played Mario. But when you edit this podcast, song. put in I don't, the Mario I don't theme mean, right. I don't mean did you play, you know, have you played with basketball with your cousin Mario behind your pizzeria? I mean, have you ever, played, have you ever played the game, the video game? On my, on my Game Boy, yeah. So Stay. you never remember the song? I don't know. I, honestly, I always skipped over the song. Well, I hate, I hate well, the Drew, song. Drew, Drew got it. Right? I got it. I understand uh, the joke. And, and, you, and it was pretty funny, right? No. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, it, it, it will work. It'll work. Like, if you're trying to pick up a chick, it might work. And she play has played Mario in the Listen, past. Listen, I don't think we should be taking lady advice from two guys that have been off the market for a couple of years. <laughs> a little rusty over here. Hey, say, say what you want. It doesn't uh-huh. matter. <laughs> oh. it's like, I'm still in that Corvette shape, so I'm all good. Corvette shape. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. All right, Chris. Uh, let's, let's, get let's, let's get into Come it. On. Enough with the Mario jokes. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's segue into our first topic. <laughs> the NBA season is upon us. Yay. What storyline for this season are you focusing on going into opening night? Ready for this, guys? John's not going to like this one. Uh-oh. I think the Sixers are going to be one of the most overrated teams in the league this oh, year. Oh, no. That's my bold prediction. I think everybody's okay. hyping up the Sixers. Is, this is their year... They're the top seed. Ben Simmons has a three-point shot. Whoop-dee-doo. And I think people are sleeping on Drew's team, the Celtics. And this is not me playing favorites or, or fandom. I have no fandom in basketball. I root for the Heat. They probably will sneak in as a six or a seven seed. But I don't think the Sixers are going to miss the playoffs by any means. But I think people are saying they're going to be a one to two seed. They're a lock. No. I think they go anywhere between three to five. I think they get tested a lot this year. I don't think they stay healthy. Um... I think, you know, everyone's like, oh, Ben Simmons can shoot threes in warm-ups in practice. Let me see it in a game, right? Let me mm-hmm. see you Let me see you shoot six threes tonight, opening night against the Celtics. Let me see you do that before I can count you as a superstar. I think the bar set way too high for this Sixers team, and we know Joel Embiid can't stay healthy. We know Ben Simmons has some injury problems, too. We know defense is in their strong suit. They kind of the bench. Need, their bench isn't deep. They don't really have a, a three-point shooter. Yeah, they added Al Horford, but... I'm curious to see how Al for, how how Al Horford and Ben Simmons I'm sorry Al Horford and Joel Embiid play together yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are hyping up the Sixers because of their talent, but I, I'm not buying into it. I think you know people are saying they're a one or two seed. Yeah. They need a little reality check. I think anywhere from a 
through to a five seed with really? the Sixers. Now yeah. that is interesting. I don't think they finish with a top two seed. Bold prediction to that's start the season. Yeah, that's a bold take right there because these wow. they're really the darling pick at the moment for nope. the national media. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying I'd it. I'd have to say the darling pick for the NBA Finals at this point is Sixers Clippers. Yeah. I think a lot of people are nope. buying Sixers stock. I'm not buying it. I think you have a real argument, Chris. <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> because, frankly... This starting lineup is going to be interesting how it gels. I really like the combination of Ben and Tobias. We don't know how Ben is going to affect the spacing for this team this season. We hope, at least from a Sixers perspective, that he will affect the spacing positively with his shooting. We don't really know, though. We don't know how Josh Richardson is going to mesh. He's the smallest guy in this lineup. I mean, he can shoot threes, but it's yet to be seen how he performs on a team where the stakes are high and the expectations are even higher. And you look at, you know, the clash between Horford and Embiid in the post, Chris. I I totally agree with you. Those two are going to be staggered, definitely, they're, but they're going to start together, and they're going to play minutes at the end down the stretch sure. together. Yeah. So so you have to figure out how those guys mesh together. That's a question I've been thinking about, frankly. And, you know, the the three to five pick, man. So you expect the Boston Celtics and the Bucks to be the top two? I think so, yeah. You think that that would be the top I, I, two? I think Boston, and I'll get into this later on, but they're going to make a move midway through the season. I can see that. Along with another team who I think will be meet them in the finals. And you guys might be like, what the hell are you talking about? But I think the two teams I'll pick, it's going to be a classic matchup. But I think both these teams want to win that really? badly. They're going to pull go. big moves middle of the season to get them to that point. Okay, so so. I, I think the, the Bucks, the Celtics. The Pacers are up the there Pacers, too. I, I don't know really who yet, but there will be a team that will surprise a lot of people. Kind of like... You know, the Raptors surprised a lot of T people last year creeping mm-hmm. in. I think there'll be a team that does that, that might finish better than the Sixers. Definitely. Health-wise, because I think the Sixers are going to get bit by injuries. That's true, you know, and that's probably the reason why they yeah. lose to the Raptors last year. Yeah. I don't know, like, you're very, you're right. This year is the most interesting year for NBA storylines that we've had in, in decades and ever, period. And so there's just so many things to focus on. Chris, you really touched on the East and how unpredictable it's going to be. I totally agree with you. There are teams like Brooklyn that you never know if Kyrie has a a crazy type season and they make a surge into the top two or top three, right? And maybe they make a move too. They still got some cap room. Right? But those teams in the East, I like them for their unpredictability, their ability to make moves down the stretch, how incomplete they are. My interesting storyline is in the West, is the investment of teams in the West into the current roster they have now. We know about the Clippers. We know about the Lakers, the amount of draft assets that they have pushed to get their finalized rosters. I'm looking at Utah. I'm looking at Utah and how they mortgaged away their future to grab a Mike Conley, how they grabbed a Bogdan Bogdanovich in free agency. That is going to be an interesting team because you kind of look at them one of the best defensive teams in the West over the past three years with Mitchell, with Gobert. Now they add these offensive pieces where they've been missing holes. You know, Bogdan is basically going to give Joe Ingles more of a chance to have his hands all over the second unit, which is just going to trickle down. The Jazz are one of those mystery teams where everyone who knows basketball from from just LeBron James to the entire association is saying Clippers, Lakers, you know, Nuggets, Houston, these are the best teams. But a team like the Jazz, I'm very interested to see how they mesh. That's a lot of different pieces that they've pulled together in hopes that they can manufacture an offense around Donovan Mitchell. So I'm going to keep my eyes on them and their seeding. I think I already see where the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Lakers will all land. But that is really what's interesting me down the stretch. I really like the uh, Jazz as a sleeper team. I also like the Pacers as a sleeper team in the East. But the one storyline I'm really looking forward to is just the Battle of L.A. We saw that on Wednesday night, or Tuesday night, excuse me. The game was 
unbelievable. Yeah. It was. It felt like a playoff game. It mm-hmm. felt like a game seven. And I just want to see how that shakes out. I I have a feeling the Clippers. I think a lot of people are going to agree. I think the Clippers are just going to come out on top when it comes to the Battle of LA. But you never know with LeBron. LeBron yeah. is the best player on both teams. But the Clippers have the better team, yeah, right? right? So it's an interesting matchup when we look at it. And we've never had anything like this where, at least in my lifetime, I can't remember a time when there was two teams from the same city that are actually championship contenders. We've never seen that with the Jets and Giants. Sorry, Chris. We've never seen that in any other sport in basketball, like they're, well, the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks, they don't do anything together. They suck together. I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't right? think of a historical point. Yeah, and whenever the Clippers and the Lakers are good, it always seems like they're never at the same tier. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is the first time in any sport that I can remember where we're seeing both teams from the same city competing for the title. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. That's just oh, yeah. uh, and it just looked like L.A. last night. Right? It felt like L.A. The Hollywood story of it all, everything. Was just perfect, and I can't wait to see to see and hear what we got at the end of the season. It was electric. I would love a conference finals like that. Oh, oh my it's god, it's gonna be so good, yes. so good. All right. So speaking of that, you know, we're already kind of trickling into it. We're already uh, looking at it, guys. For the next few minutes, let's spend this time calling out our picks for MVP, Rookie of the Year, and what do we think is going to be the finals matchup result? All right. For me personally, I say we go around the table. We'll start off with MVP, right? My MVP for this season is Nikola Jokic. I think Nikola Jokic will be the MVP of the Nik- end. Oh, my God. And here's the problem with this. That's a surprise. With this pick is the marketing issue. Nikola is in a smaller market. He is a foreign player who, you know, isn't as good with English, who isn't as familiar or marketable to youth in this country. However... His production speaks volumes. And frankly, I'm here to tell every Sixer fan, Joel Embiid is not better than Nikola Jokic. I don't care about Joel Embiid's defensive proficiency over Jokic. You don't have to tell me about that. Nikola Jokic plays on a better team where he is the most valuable player. You think the Nuggets are better than the Sixers? Yes. Okay, good. Last year and this year. Okay. The Nuggets, he is the central focal point to that team. And he's not as bad as defense as many people like to put him. You know, he's a big body. Played 68 minutes last season against the Portland Trailblazers in that that OT game. That was that was a good game. Nikola Jokic, with his usage, with how central he is to the Nuggets, with how many weapons he has around him, I'm really interested, too, to see how Michael Porter turns out on this team. They got Jeremy Grant from the Thunder. I thought that was a really good snipe that a lot of people didn't note. So this team is getting even deeper, and it's all going to be pushed behind the charge of Nikola Jokic. You know, Jamal Murray, I think he'll have a very improved season, but Jokic is my pick for MVP this season. Guys, what about you? Hmm. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard as my MVP. Yeah? I hmm. think I think more than ever, he's going to be motivated this year. He's finally where he wants to play in L.A. Mm-hmm. He, Boardman got paid. He's got a ring. He wants another ring. And Paul George is going to make him a better player. Mm-hmm. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to now, in L.A., right, you want to talk about market, they didn't really have the best marketing in, in San Antonio. Sure, Toronto, but like not as a lot. He's in Hollywood. He's in L.A. He now. He gained a lot of traction this past year with the fun guy stuff, exactly. the robot laugh. But let me ask you, last year in Toronto, there's a rest situation, right, with Kawhi. Kawhi only plays about 58 of the games of the 82 on the schedule. He plays so, more this year. So do you think he plays more? I think he's 70 pl- plus. He likely. plays more this year because of many reasons. One, 
that he's going to be able to get rest into games because of the depth that the, the Clippers have. This is true. They're going to be able to rest him in games when they're up big, right? Yeah. He doesn't have to put all the bulk on, on his shoulders with Paul George there now. Yeah. He's still going to take a bulk of it, but Paul George really helps him. Yeah. And the fact that, one, he's got paid, right? That's what he wanted. He wanted to get paid. Mm-hmm. He got paid. So he's going to play his minutes now. Hopefully he doesn't get paid. fat. Yeah. And also, he got that. he had that taste of championship, yeah. right? Right. Don't want his uh, silent bravado, his his bored guy demeanor for you. He wants to win. Yeah. He wants another chip. He's going to do what it takes. And he knows that, that West is competitive. Yeah. So he's got to play a lot more than 58 games to keep his team. Because guess what? In the West, the difference of a one seed to a four seed? Yeah, it could be. That's a big difference, right? In the East, it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. But in the West, that, that's a big and difference. And it could be a slim margin. So yeah, much as two, three games, Chris. And I, 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 you know what? A lot of people are saying, you know, Kawhi, no, not an MVP pick because of the rest situation. But I think you're right on the depth situation. That's definitely something mm-hmm. I could see him doing. Not to mention the fact that, yeah, it, it is the and West. And he's, he's motivated now. He, 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 we, we all knew that. He wasn't fond of being in Toronto, right? Like, it, it, it was, he was playing basketball. He loved the city, loved playing with, with Kyle Lowry, loved the team, but he wasn't really happy there, right? Like, now he's happy. Now he got what he's wanted, yeah. right? So maybe he was sitting out those times because he didn't want to ruin this contract. He's got his contract now. I think he's ready to put it all on the table uh-huh. for him. And no doubt, guys, this is undoubtedly the case. Kawhi Leonard winning a championship with three different franchises would be awesome. Spurs, uh, Raptors, Clippers. Both conferences, that puts him in top ten standing automatically. No, no debate there. Of all time, to, to win to win a championship with three different rosters. If he gets MVP, to be the though, central the Clippers, point, if to be the MVP, M- yeah. uh, Finals MVP three times with three uh-huh. different teams, that, would be cool. that means that you are not a system player. You're not a roster player. You are simply one of the best players to ever grace an NBA court. But that's why I'm rooting for LeBron to win the NBA championship. If the Sixers to, can't do it, but what about the MVP? We're going MVP. I know, I know, I know. But for as far as MVP, I think it's going to be Steph Curry. The fact that he's not going to be able to play with Klay Thompson, he doesn't have KD anymore, Mm -hmm. who's going to take all the shots? Steph is going to take all those shots. Very true. He's the favorite. Yeah, and I think he's going to have a season where we're all going to go nuts. Oh, my God, you see? Like, it's going to be all highlights again. He's just going to go crazy from the three-point shot. There might be a four-point shot by (laughs) midseason, just how crazy Steph Curry is going to shoot it. And – he doesn't really have a partner in crime. I know D'Angelo Russell is on his team now, but he's no Clay Thompson. Draymond Green? Dray- but Draymond Green, come on. I I don't see him being that much better than what he already is, mm. right? I don't see him taking a bigger role. Yeah. Like, I think the role, he's peaked. I don't think he could get much better. Mm-hmm. So, just based on stats, which I know the NBA loves, I think it's going to be Steph Curry as the MVP. I, I could get behind that for sure. All right, guys. So, MVP in the books. I got Jokic. Chris has Kawhi. Mm-hmm. John has Steph. Let's go to Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year for me, mm-hmm. I think this is a lock, and I think a lot of people, like the Zion train is off after the six to eight weeks for the knee. He's the third heaviest player in the league. I think this isn't going to be his only injury of the year. He's going to be out too much. I think Jean Morant, the second pick, moves into that Rookie of the Year slot. You're seeing a lot of stuff with Harrow. You're seeing a lot of like kind of cutesy picks. You know, RJ's going to get a lot of usage in New York, but the Ja Morant is going to be uh, the rookie triple-double machine. He's going to get the most usage out of any rookie. 
He's going to have the most options of any rookie. He's going to have a team, while Memphis is low-key, I think they have a lot of good young pieces that they can work around him, and they're just going to give him the keys to the offense. If Mike Conley was there right, you question it, you say, you know, I don't know where the Memphis is at. Memphis is 100% a rebuilding state, and I think they're going to get back to grit and grind, and Ja's going to be a main focal point of their offense. He's going to be the one that sets up everybody around him. If, if you're in a fantasy basketball league, I would... I pick up Ja, and I, I frankly I missed him barely, but I, I think he's going to exceed expectations on all accounts. Going a little bold with my rookie of the year. Better not take my guy. Well, I don't know who your guy. You is. You were looking at my notes. I, here. I have no idea. Okay, good. I haven't had a laptop in three days. <laughs> That's true. I'm out of touch with reality, so I'm sorry if my pick isn't good. Okay, I'm going with R.J. Barrett. All right, good. All right, a crappy I, pick. I think the Knicks are going to give him the keys to the kingdom. The fans. We're excited about him. The Knicks, they whiffed on every single free agent they wanted this summer to go forward heavy. Mm -hmm. They're going to give R.J. Barrett the keys to the kingdom. They're going to pitch themselves. They're going to make their franchise. Right? Right? Like, I'm a New York guy. Every team in New York right now has a face of their franchise, right? The Jets, it's Sam Darnold. The Giants, it's Daniel Jones. The Mets, it's Alonzo. The Yankees, it's Judge. The Knicks, they want to sell themselves on something. Are they all seeing ghosts as well? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that's the, oh, NFL, the NFL is a bunch of scumbags for that. What they I did know, to, to, to my boy Sammy, but no, uh, it's not debatable. Um, I think that that RJ Barrett's gonna get the volume yeah. to be a top player, and I think if the neck the Knicks have any success this year, which their roster is not great, but they definitely should. You know, they could They're fight. improved, undoubtedly. They could fight for an eight seed. No, totally. Like, and they had so much cap right. space to, to exactly. get and if, well and, it, and if they do compete for an eight seed, it's because R.J. Barrett's having a offensive rookie, having a rookie of the year type of season. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, all, I'm all about it. I've heard some mixed reviews about him. He's not a great shooter. He's not all that. But he has the athletic ability to be a great young star in this league. And I think the Knicks are going to give him all the keys and everything to try to succeed. John, what do you think? I know your pick is a, you know, a fan favorite at the moment. A little represent the our <laughs> our squad, right? It's uh, Tyler Hero, right? Or Tyler the Hero, a lot of people. Oh, from my, from my Miami Heat. Yeah. From your Miami Heat, Chris. And honestly, I think this is just a pick. I don't think it's going to work out. I don't know who the heck is going to be rookie of the year. I I was going to pick Zion, but he's out for 6 weeks, 8 weeks maybe. That's just that's going to hurt him. John Morant, I think that's a really good pick, Drew, but his market is just too small. He's not going to get enough exposure. But I think Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, whatever you want to call him, the fact that he's playing with Jimmy Butler, I think he's going to be Jimmy Butler's Robin. Really? Yes. Wow. And they do need one of those on the yeah, team. because Deion Waiters, his, his <laughs> future— Waiters Island, baby! Yeah, his future does not look bright in the great Miami. And it is Miami at the end of the day. Miami— even though it's a laid-back town, it gets they get hyped about their basketball. No, I went to a game. I went to a game last year. Did you? It's like a it's like a club down there. That's it's awesome. Like, it's like going to the game is like going to the club. It's just yeah. like party all exactly. night. Exactly. That's that why Jimmy American went Airlines. there. Though. That's why Jimmy went there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to recognize the fact that Tyler he's just going to be a good shooter for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is going to get the spotlight, but everyone's going to notice. Who the hell is that white kid shooting three-point <laughs> shots, right? Oh, so I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. All right. Well, that's the rookie of the year. I got Ja. Chris has RJ, and we got Tyler Hero over there. A lot of people before the season, before Zion blew out his knee, 
we were thinking, you know, this is he's a lock. It's him and the field pretty much for betting. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's wide open. Real, real quick, keep an eye on Michael Porter Jr. Technically, Definitely. he's a rookie. He is. He's Absolutely. A rookie. So he was supposed to be the number one overall pick. In the 2018 draft. Yeah. Right? Or was, or was that the 19 draft? No, he was supposed to be the, the 18 the eight, draft. Eight, eight, 18, yeah. 18 draft. Because he, he wasn't the first. He was in a second round. He was round the 13th he was overall hurt. pick. He was no, he's 13th overall he pick. He was? Yes. Oh, okay, so he was hurt that whole year. Yes. And then he, yeah, yeah. okay. So, so this might be the Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin type stuff. So very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? Um, So that leaves us with, you know, the king of all kings, the finals matchup. Where mm. do we think it's going to be? Where it all set, said and done? Who do you think wins and why? Guys, oh, it's so hard. The parody for years. All I heard from people in the NFL and hockey and baseball was, the NBA has no parody. There's no parody. The Warriors win every year and the Cavs lose. This year, no one's whining. There are six teams in the West I could pick to win the title. There are four teams in the East I could pick to win the title. Mm. Ten out of the, a third of the league I could I could qualify. We as, finally have it. As title contenders. So in the East, easier conference, you know, we only have those four. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks to take that because, frankly, I don't see Giannis getting hurt. I don't see him resting, and I don't see him having a down year from his last year. I see him having an up year. And, you know, they lose Brogdon, lose Miritich, but they do retain some some youthful players. They have depth. Eric Bledsoe's a great regular season player and a hot playoff player. And Chris Middleton is signed, and he's happy. So you got a lot of security over there. I think they beat the Sixers. They have more depth. They have the best player on the floor. So I'm going with the Bucks in the East. In the West, this is oh so difficult. And, you know, you don't want to be basic. You don't want to be da-da-da-da. But it's the Clippers. The Clippers, in opening night against the Lakers, outscored their bench 60-19. to The Clippers bench with Mo Harkless, Lou Williams. You know, you, you have these players that can just come off and give you a burst of scoring. In opening night, the Clippers didn't even have Paul George. So you look at that, you look at... Their roster fully healthy. I think that they're nearly unbeatable. We'll have to see, you know, the how the waiver wire works, how the buyout market is in February, what happens at the trade deadline. But I have the Clippers beating the Bucks in five right now, and Kawhi mm. winning another title. Okay, so that's my pick. Well, I mentioned before a little spoiler that I think my NBA Finals prediction is going to be a little throwback. I'm excited yeah. to hear Mr. Yeah. Basketball's choice. Okay, <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. I'm going with the Celtics. Okay. I like That's I said, fun. hey, I That's really fun. think Kemba Walker is gonna have a great year. Yeah. I think they're gonna make a big move. And maybe one guy who's not really getting buzz for rookie of the year, but could be a guy oh. who slides in there. Guy who the uh Carson Sixers, Edwards. Yeah, Sixers let the Celtics get another star. That. I love Carson Edwards. The Sixers let him go to Boston. They had that pick and then they traded to Boston. He would have been exactly what the the, six, the, the Sixers needed. Yep. A guy who can shoot, a guy who can play defense off the bench. Instead, we got Matisse. Yeah, I love <laughs> another Zion. And then, and then, in, and then in, in the Western Conference, I think it's gonna come down to two LA teams. But like, I, like, like I said, sometimes the rich get richer. Just like Boston's go out there and make a big move for someone, you know, LeBron and company are gonna go out there and get Ooh. another big piece to help them out. Oh, what are they help gonna trade though? You don't know. We'll see what the season unfolds because oh. there's always people who get hurt. There's always people who are unhappy. But I think we're gonna have a little classic Celtics versus Lakers matchup. No, that would be yummy. That would be fun. The Lakers would blow them the hell out of the building. Oh, it would be rough. A- AD in the post would be the worst That's part of it. I would take, yeah. and I think I, I think Tatum versus LeBron would be really cool. And I think yeah. the well, I think actually the one of the. the if there's something that I could take a guess on where the Celtics are going to go, it's they're going to go after a big man somewhere. Yes, uh, somewhere. I agree. 
within the first I couple think months good of the season. I good on wings and guards. Um, I think the I would the take picks. the I would take the Lakers in six. Okay. The Lakers in six mm-hmm. against Boston. Interesting. Okay. The Clippers in five. You have the Lakers in six. John, what what do you got for your pick? I hate to go so normal with the media because I'm not a normal guy. Let's be honest. Here. <laughs> but I have to go with the Clippers over the Sixers. There's just no team in the East that I think could overtake the Sixers. It's just because they're so weak. It's not because the Sixers are so good. Honestly, I don't even think the Sixers are that strong of a team. If they are, even if they are in the West, I can name four teams better than the Sixers right now, just in the West. And I, that's why I think the NBA, uh, this is other than what we're talking about, but I, this is why I think the NBA should go from 1 to 16 when it comes to the playoffs, not 1 to 8 in each conference, because obviously that's not working. But anyway, I'm going Clippers over 76ers. I'm going to say Clippers will win in six, and then Kawhi becomes a GOAT. He becomes a guy that you have to put on Mount Rushmore, yeah. in, my, in my opinion, yeah. at least. Definitely. A he's silent gonna, assassin. He's going to be one of the best. So with that, that's that. So we have I have Clippers in five. You have Lakers in six. How many games do you have? Clippers in six. Clippers in six versus the Sixers. Yep. So I don't know. This will be an interesting season. Very tough to predict. I mean, we didn't even mention guys like we didn't even mention the, the Rockets. We didn't oh, really touch the Rockets about, are the most overrated team coming into this. Really? Season. Yeah, in my you opinion. So? Yeah. I if don't you think had to pick gonna, before before we move yeah. on to to other things besides basketball, if you had to place the Rockets somewhere, where does their season end, and what what seed do they have by the second end? second round? They'll be fifth seed. Fifth seed. Ooh. Okay. All right. We'll just have to see. But uh. Mm-hmm. Real quick, actually, here's my real quick. Sixers Celtics tonight. Who do you got? Oh, so we're we're recording this as of Wednesday afternoon at like four yes. ten. Yes. Uh, I have the Celtics by like ten to twelve. Okay. Because just off of the past matchups, True. right? I've okay. explained this. I'm going to take it from a betting standpoint because <laughs> I might actually bet this game. But finally, I, the degenerate has come out. <laughs> I'm going to take the Celtics, but I'm mm. not going to take them with. Like just to win, I'll take them plus the five and a half they're getting. Mm-hmm. I think okay. they easily cover that spread tonight. Yeah. Well, I, I, I and if they don't, if the Sixers come out and smack them, oh boy, it's going to be interesting. Like I think the Celtics could win, but a lot of hype from the Sixers opening night at home. I would, I could see you know a three point swing in the Sixers' favor. So I would, I would take the uh, plus five and a half. I think it's going to be the Celtics. By four. They're going to win by four points. I think it's going to be a close game, but I just I have a weird feeling tonight. Right. And I, but I really want Al Horford to ring the bell. He How should. Sweet. He should. How sweet would that be? That would be great. That would be, be such great. a big middle finger. It's going to be Kevin Nagandi. He's there. Kevin Nagandi's there? He's ah, overrated. Temple alum. He took, he took Kevin picture. Nagandi might be the most overrated Temple alum. He took a picture and what? said, who's going to be yeah. ringing this tonight? He's cool. Come on now. He's, He's cool. Overrated. He's cool, but he's overrated. What if he listens to us and he hears you? Cool. Never get a Kevin, you are overrated. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never get a job. I've gotten e- Twitter beast with him in the past. You'll never get a job at ESPN now. Oh, because <laughs> I need him? I need Kevin Nagati? He needs me over there. All right. Yeah. All right. Easy. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Before John screws his career. Kevin Nagati, we have no association with this man whatsoever. <laughs> no. Um, so don't don't knock me and Drew into this. Uh, this is all John Franco Iliano saying this, not Drew Bishop and Chris Collins. I'll give you my social security while we're at it, too. Yeah. Zero six four three one seven two nine. That's John. That's pretty close. Actually. All right. Major League Baseball, Chris. 
We are actually going to talk about your favorite sport. I don't even want to talk about baseball. That's right the now. funny part. So when we do bring it up, wait, Chris, you don't even wait, want to wait, talk about. Wait, 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 Chris, can we explain why you don't want yeah, to talk about you, baseball? You want to know really why? quick though? Because I sat on the radio last Reset week. Reset the clock. I sat on the radio last week and said, "There's no way that the the Phillies get Joe Girardi," and um, wrong. <laughs> They're not going to get him. But um, there's a good chance they get him, and I'm just going to keep my word and say they're not going to get him. They're not going to get Joe Girardi. No, That's what he said about Bryce Harper, and look what happened. Yeah, um, and how did that work out? Yeah, he looked, I'm look, just saying. Look what his team's doing hey, now. we're not talking about the result. I'm, I'm talking saying, about the result of the uh, hire, sir. Um, I, I, sir. You know what, John? I'll, I'll, I'll start this conversation since, okay. I, since I'm into it. Um, since I'm into it. All right, you go. I think sure. the Mets, I thought there was no chance of Joe Girardi coming to Philly, um, but the Mets are doing something which uh, – Wait, I didn't even say the question. Yeah, all right. They, they so, didn't know what the question all right, is. So the who question the is, who's going to be the manager right. for the Phillies and the Mets? Right. So um, the Mets are do, going through their candidate search thoroughly, and I'm getting hearing a lot of beef. So the so Mets' Twitter is very divided, right? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's It's either it's you, know, you have the guys who are like, Michael Cafford is overrated, Trade, trade J.D. Davis, why'd you fire Mickey Callaway? And the guys are, you know, my side where it's like, Callaway should be gone. Why would you trade J.D. Davis? Michael Cafford is, is going to be a top player in this league, right? So I don't mind them going through this search thoroughly, right? Because then on the other side, these people who are getting mad about that, they'd be the ones who are like, oh, well, you hired Girardi and within any end, right? Let them take their time, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a hiring for the future, right? They are setting themselves up for the future. They have young guys in Alonzo and McNeil and DeGrom for the future. Let's take our time with this. I like this. But now the other side is the Phillies really want Joe Girardi, right? And it, it's between the Mets and the Phillies for Girardi. I personally think, and and talent aside, which I do think the Mets have a better future than the Phillies do right now, Joe Girardi liked being in New York. Joe Girardi is lives in New York. Joe Girardi wants to be in New York. Mm. If Joe Girardi didn't, if Joe Girardi really wanted the Phillies job that much more than the Mets job, he would have the Phillies job by now. He wouldn't have taken that second interview with the Mets. And I know he said, oh, I'm going to make my decision this weekend, but he is doing that because he wants the Mets job. And the Mets already came out and said, we are not going to rush this process. So as long as Joe Girardi doesn't rush and make a decision with the Phillies, I think he becomes the Mets' next head coach, uh, manager, because I think that's what the Mets want, and I think they just want to make sure that, okay, we're going to hire Girardi, but let's check all these boxes first, which, which I'm okay about. Um, so I think Girardi, it's it's the Mets or the Phillies, right? It's 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 if If he decides, you know what, I'm sick of waiting around, he'll go with the Phillies. He'll take less money to go with the Mets because of the talent. Really? Yes. The Mets have a brighter future than the Phillies do. Just by a smudge. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just because of their young core. You know, like the the, the Grom, I don't think, is leaving. No. Syndergaard well, is and, leaving. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't mind Syndergaard. But like the Yeg the Phillies don't have anybody comparable to Pete Alonso. They don't have anybody comparable to Jeff McNeil. Oh no, I completely so, understand so the roster. The, yeah. the, the, the the future is brighter, but the but the Phillies are more willing to spend money than the Mets are. Well, and, and the thing is, the Phillies—that's a huge deal. It's debatable because I think yes, but now the Phillies have less money to spend than the Mets do because the Mets still have a lot of money to spend because they got they got to pay their own guys like Marcus Stroman. They don't have Stroman's still under control for this year. They don't have to pay. Him. I thought he was a free agent. Nope. Oh, my apologies. Zach Ruhr is a free agent, and they, they're going to offer him a qualifying offer. And they he walks, he walks. Okay. Um, but here's the thing about the Mets, and I hate to keep going to tangent, but cool. they need to win soon because, like you're saying, paying guys, they have Alonzo and McNeil very cheap right now. But in three years, 
You're going to have to pay Conforto. You're going to have to pay McNeil. You're going to have to pay Alonzo. You're right. They're not going to be able to keep all this young core. So go after it now. So I think, I really think Girardi goes to the Mets unless they really kind of just don't, like I, they're doing their second round of interviews. If they don't get him on the phone Friday and say, hey, we're going to take you, then I think he goes to Philly. But I really think it's Girardi to the Mets. And who's who to the Phillies? Buck Walter to the Phillies. Yeah, that's an easy pick, right? Uh, but I, then, but then, but if if Joe Girardi goes, yeah, to the Phillies, mm-hmm. Carlos Beltran to the Mets, and you have to kiss my feet. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Nah, listen, I think it's a done deal. I think Joe Girardi is coming to Philadelphia, and that, that's great news. I was not in favor of firing Gabe Kapler, mm-hmm. but if it's a if you're bringing a guy like Joe Girardi for one who's Italian, okay, two who was a former Yankee manager, and I know Buck Showalter was also a former Yankee manager, but nobody really associates really? him. Yeah, nobody really associates Buck Showalter with the Yankees. He's more associated with that uh, cookie, Oreos. Yeah, but so, like, 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 people don't realize the last time the Orioles were good. Or because of him, right? Was because of but, Buck Showalter. Yeah, but because of what he did, right? The team went to crap as no, well. No, it wasn't because of him. It was you don't of, think so? It, it was ownership. They, they, they... They didn't. They they gave Chris Davis that monster contract. I get it. Yeah, and they ate up their payroll. And then Manny Machado was like, "I want to be gone." And they because they didn't have anybody around him. Mm-hmm. Then they started to. They did what the Royals did. They sold to 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 rebuild. And they never really, like, they don't really have the pieces right now to rebuild. It wasn't really Showalter's fault. If anything, it's the front office's fault. But I think Joe Girardi's a better fit because he's a guy who. Well, younger. Yeah, yeah, and he likes the analytics, but he no, he doesn't. He doesn't like analytics. No, yeah, no, he does. No, he does. But listen to this: they have Brian Barber now, he, he right? Actually, who he, used to be a Yankee front sure. office member, right? Which, which is a great hire. That, that's yeah, that's a great hire. He doesn't but like if analytics. There's a, if there's an organization, right, if, that you're trying to go after, it's the Yankees, not the Orioles. Sure, no, absolutely. Right? So that's why I'm happy as a Phillies fan no, when they do should. get Joe Girardi. And, and, and I think the Mets, Chris, I saw this a Rod. He might be that weird candidate. You guys are wrong. That, that would be nuts. I know who the bombshell candidate Don't is. Don't say it's David Wright. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you, but, but Girardi doesn't like analytics. That's no, the whole no, reason. No, no, no. He doesn't like analytics, but he's willing to deal with it no. more than the average old school manager. But that's the reason why he the reason why he left the Yankees. It was they, was, yeah, they he wasn't wanted, trusting. They, they're going crazy with he analytics. He was right. So. And, and yeah. that's the reason why, too, I'm iffy about the Mets because with Girardi is because he doesn't take – Crap from anyone and the Wilpons, they Who? the Wilpons, the Mets owners. Oh, oh, they it's like, hey, it's my way or the highway, and that's why I'm a little skeptical because someone did make a good point on Twitter, and it is kind of making me, you know, worried. Is he will have more freedom with the Phillies than he will with the Mets? But, I think so. But it's talent. Do you want to? Do you want a guy who is going to win back to back Cy Young awards, or do you want the guy who's yet to get a Cy Young award despite all of his hype? Do you want a guy who's not getting three hundred thirty million dollars, but playing like that, or a guy who's getting paid three hundred thirty million dollars, not living Whoa. up to it. You have, we'll, we'll you have two job options. You have you you literally have two teams in the same division who are basically played at the same quality last two season. Two hours away from each other. Two hours away from each other. Who who almost have identical situations in in their troubles. I'd say Philly's more bullpen than Mets. But Girardi at this point, we just have to get inside his head and wonder: Does he want to live in New York again, or does he want to? Move on and, and try something oh, yeah, he new. He likes living in New York. He wants, that's what I'm saying. He's like a former New York manager is now being chased by another New York team. So unless there is another factor in the play, such as the stubbornness of the Wilpons, 
Girardi's going to pick New York, exactly. right? Why would he go to Philly? But here's the thing. There are other variables in the situation behind the scenes that none of us can truly track. At the end of the day, this is this is just a race for a girl. This right. is just a race exactly. to, to, to get the, the prize, right? Wh- to just what, get the treasure. And what sells the most? It's the moolah. It's no, the moolah. I'm not, telling you. Not I think the Phillies are more willing to spend than the Wobons. Is that how you pronounce Wilpons. that? Wilpons. But, but what do you mean money-wise, right? Because they're more willing to spend on players. Okay. I don't, I, yes, but they don't have the money the Mets have because they didn't just sell out a $330 million contract over 20 years. That's true. Girardi's not on Harper. John Middleton, he's got a ton of money. He's going to spend a lot of money. He's going to go after Garrett Cole. And yeah, and and the Mets will probably go after Cole too. I hope they do. But they're not going to throw the money at him because they already have three pitchers. But the thing is, here's what Drew's right. The situation comes down to something that we don't even know. It's a matter of. And I, Gerard just had his second interview, I think, yesterday or today. With the Phillies, with, yes. No, with the Mets as well. He just yeah. had a second interview. Yep. It's, an, it's, it's, Gerard has been talking to the Mets. He knows what's going on. I think that's just to tell the Phillies to hurry up. If, Let's get well, me in it, there. The thing is, if Girardi is sitting here and the Phillies are like, hey, you know, you need to make up your mind by Friday, otherwise we're going with Buck, and Girardi feels like the Mets are like, hey, you're not our top candidate, then I think he's going to be like, I'm going to make sure I get myself a job. I'm going to take the Phillies. But if the Phillies are like, hey, we want to know by Friday, and the Mets are like, look, you're our guy. Like, w- 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 we're confident we want to go with you. We just let us let us, but let us that's not finish what's the happening, process. Though, I feel but like. we don't know what's happening. But the, I mean, what's we're, hearing, we're hearing from Sherman and Heyman, and we're hearing different sides. That, there's and, a bombshell candidate. Chris, if you had to guess right now besides Girardi, who would it be? What, the, who, the bombshell candidate? Who would be the Mets manager? Next, the next Beltran. Andrew. Beltran. Adrian Beltran. Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran. Right. Who's the, who am I thinking? Adrian... Uh, Damn, there's Beltre. no Adrian, Adrian Beltre. Beltre. There you go. But I, if I have to guess who this mystery <laughs> bombshell candidate is, A Rod. I would say, yeah, I, A-Rod, I, I, right? I, I, but why would A Rod go to the Mets? Because why would he be a manager? Period. He makes probably more money on television. Because guess what? And in advertising, he doesn't need money anymore. No, oh, he well, needs to be the manager of the Mets because no, that's going to make your life so much better. He's going to be married to Jennifer Lopez. Oh. He's set for life. He is. If that guy doesn't make another dollar, he's in his got, life, he's got he's enough money good. of his own, though. He exactly. He he got those mega deals before they were a thing as mega deals, right? He got that Bryce Harper money when that was a huge thing. He's married to Jennifer Lopez, A Rod Corp. Money doesn't mean anything to him. You know why? Because some guys, they want to be part of the game again. That's what they want to do. And I think A-Rod is that mystery candidate. And I think the Mets really like, whoever this mystery candidate is. He's going to get it. He's the reason why the Mets haven't hired Girardi yet. So whoever this guy is, this mystery candidate, if he's like, if it's someone stupid, I'm probably going to blow my brains out. I can't wait for that episode. Oh, great. And All I'll right. do, yeah, yeah. No, like, I'll freak out like when the Jets hired Adam Gates. I can't wait to hear <laughs> They hire their head football coach for the Jets. All right, let's let's move on. I wouldn't be surprised. This is making me sick to my stomach, guys. Too much baseball. Too much baseball. All right. So then what's our last topic? So, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think it is? After the Eagles' brutal 27-point loss to the first-place Dallas Cowboys, because that's the way Drew wants to be addressed, but not for long, let me tell you. What do the Eagles need to do as an organization? With the front office, the locker room, rumors, and the crappy on-the-field play to save their season. And for me, the Eagles need to trade for a defensive lineman. And one guy I really like is Geno Atkins of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's 31 years old, but don't tell me that's too old. 
because Malik Jackson, he's 30. He just turned 31, and they paid him a fat paycheck. So I don't think they're afraid of age when it comes to a defensive lineman. Also, Geno Atkins this past weekend had two sacks and a couple QB hits on Andy Dalton. Or not on Andy. Yeah, it should be on Andy Dalton. Because <laughs> that's how bad Gardner, the Bengals yeah, are. Yeah, but on Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Who's not right? elite, by the way. Gardner Minshew? Who the hell said he was elite? Uh, I get ripped on my Monday shows with Sam Cohen and Mike Zingroni, who are all about Say those two names again? Sam Cohen and Mike Zingroni. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> so... They love Gino, Mitchu. They try yeah. to get me on his wagon. It, it's really I'm not, stupid. I'm not buying yeah, it. I'm not, you have a way better mustache than him. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, anyway, Geno Atkins would be a great addition to this yes. Philadelphia Eagles team. They lost out on Jalen Ramsey, which I'm okay with. That's fine. They don't. The corners that they really like are coming back. Fine. If you like them, fine. If you're going from <laughs> Panera green. Bread, from Starbucks, from, that's fine. From Panera to the Green Goblin. Yeah, whatever you want, okay? <laughs> that is okay with so me. Bad. Just grab defensive linemen. You, they need the tackles. They, They're, they just signed Albert Huggins, an undrafted free agent from Clemson, yeah. off the Texans practice squad. He's going to be starting. And they just put Hassan Ridgeway on IR a couple, a couple minutes ago. Yeah. So they're already on their fifth defensive tackle. Yeah. Fifth. You you need help. And Geno Atkins, I don't think they would come. I don't think it'd be a high price because the Bengals, they have no leverage. You're 0 7 if you're Cincinnati. He's 31, Geno Atkins. Might as well get value for him. The same thing for A.J. Green. Try to get A.J. Green. Yeah, A.J. Green. They, can just, they can just play Why around. <laughs> the not? Eagles just play with the Bengals <laughs> for a little bit. I don't know. Like, this, there's so many options to go with this question, right? And I'm not going to go down the road of listing all the Eagles' faults and how they need to fix them because, like, that, yeah, we that, know. that could just, you know, that could go on. <laughs> that goes unmentioned. What I want to do is I want to just say, you screwed up, Doug Peterson. You screwed up. Howie. You went on 94.1 and you said, we're going to win this ball game. We're going to win this ball game. And I've only had one good win in my entire coaching career. Oh, oh, <laughs> and that's more than what you've seen. Here's what I'm saying. Ah, Here's what I'm saying. Come on. Here's what I'm saying. Jason Garrett and Doug Peterson had a game on Sunday, and Jason Garrett outcoached Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson is just just keeps riding the wave of outcoaching Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Oh, come I just on. Think You're that such Doug a hater. Pe- I think that Doug Peterson and his staff are bad. They're not control- what? They're not controlling their locker room well. Oh they're going out and, and yelling and screaming. Jim Schwartz, There's I mean, he's got else. nothing. He's got nothing to work with. So I can't even blame Jim Schwartz at this point. He's he's basically just trying to patch up the the busted hot air balloon that is the the Eagles defense. But Doug Peterson, man, I'm sorry. Like, you can't just lose your backup quarterback and your team just falls apart. Like, Nick Foles should coach this team. I mean, he does something. <laughs> Nick he, Foles. He does some magic to this team that I haven't seen because this is basically the Super Bowl roster, John. No, what, it's not. What important pieces from the Super Bowl have you lost? List them off for me. Frank Reich is a huge piece, right? Oh, but when so. I tried to tell you last year, oh, without Frank Reich, you're screwed, you were like, no, it's Dougie P is the man. Oh, well, to be honest, I don't know if it's the – to the loss of Frank Reich, I think it's just the guy who you replace him with. Outside of Mike outside, Rowe, right? Okay, not so the, in terms of players, you'd have to say Nick Foles is a big piece that they lost, right? That's but not. They got an upgrade in Yeah, exactly. But, but <laughs> that's why I said it's not the same team because the guy who's playing the most important you, position is not also, the same. But all Eagles fans were so adamant to me that Carson Wentz would have done the same thing as Nick Foles in the right, Super and Bowl. And I believe so, that. So you cannot say that that's a loss. But right now, right now, there's not the same weapons as he had. Okay, who? Who'd you lose? Okay, you lost Torrey Smith, right? Yes. Now you regained Deshaun Jackson, who hasn't played 
six games. And, we right? discussed and I think that's kind of funny because I think me and Drew mentioned that last year in the beginning of the what? year that that Daniel uh, Deshaun Jackson is not going to be the guy because he's not going to stay healthy. I, that's, I, what I, I, that's what I said right, to John. I said if you're relying your season but on Deshaun Jackson. Said that. That. But that's yeah. fine if you said that. Smart. I don't think you guys said because of his injuries. I no. think you guys doubted his talent. And his I know injuries. Chris did. And I doubted his injuries because he doesn't stay but healthy. his talent is undeniable. I don't but think anyway, that either of us denied So the fact is... His receivers right now are creating zero separation, right? That means corners are able to play up on them. That means that there's guys at the line of scrimmage stacking the box, right? That means that there's guys taking away the middle of the field. So that means the running game is non-existent. That means the middle of the field is not clear for Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. If you look at the Dallas game, there were no catches in the middle of the field. None whatsoever. We doubled Ertz. No, but it's also because you guys were stacking the box in case that we couldn't uh, get the, our receivers to catch the ball. Oh, we're going to run the ball. No, you're not. We're going to have our guys stuck right in the middle. Zach Ertz caught all his passes on the outside towards the sideline. Dallas Goddard was the only one, maybe a couple times, he was able to go in the middle. And then he fumbled. I just don't there like, just, there's no help for Carson Wentz I, right now. I don't like how the difference between your team winning the Super Bowl and your team being 3-4 and four in the performance they showed on Sunday is Torrey but the defensive Smith. Line, but the defensive line is not the same as you're well. Right, but your offense looks awful too. But like, the offense is different. Or you still Chris, have your best Drew. receiver. You have your star quarterback. But the, you have your, 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 but the, the receiver right now, right? The receiver right now is not playing the same way. He's two years older, right? He has looked old this yes, season. That's what I'm Alshon saying. has looked old. Yes, not, yes. not two years older, and, ten years and older. He might as well, and he might very well be the stupid anonymous source, right? That's talking crap about his own quarterback. If you trust he's, Ex- he's, Eskin or not. I don't know if I I trust Eskin. But I know, don't. but I know Alshon does talk to Justina Anderson. I know that you guys tried to pin the entire loss on Nelson Aguilar this weekend, and that's no. just not. No, 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 that's no, That's what no. your fan base tried to do. Your don't, fan base no, basically. Don't associate me with my fan base. I don't do fan. that with you. But I'm saying. We're way we're way better than what our fan base yeah, but I'm saying, likes but, to give but, away. But, but you're, fan, you're a fan of them, and so the fan base of the Eagles tried to basically put it all on Nelson Aguilar. I don't know about that. They just He was an easy he target really because he gave up on, on him. Yeah, because that was an easy thing to pick at. Eagles fans, they don't they don't really go into the game as much as you and I do when it comes to they don't even know what separation means. When I just talked about separation, most of them are drunk and they don't know what the hell that means. All right, that's the same. It, way as mean, average it means when they get divorced from their wife. That's that's what the, that's probably what they For the think. Third yeah. time, Chris. What they Chris, think. what do you think? I I credit it to the coaching. You know, John thinks that they need to make a trade for Geno Atkins, which I think would improve their team a lot. But what do you what do you think the Eagles like? One move or two moves you think that that could boost them? Um. Who do you blame? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with this I, team. And it's I, not good. I I don't like the the uh, ridicule that Carson Wentz gets. Oh, um, because I think he's a good quarterback, and I think um, a lot of these mistakes aren't on him. What do you want him to do? Block for himself? Do you want exactly. him to, do you want him to throw <laughs> the ball? Reading too much Eagles. Twitter. Do you want him to throw the ball <laughs> down the field? I hate that. Especially I hate mine. it when Eagles fans say that. You, when Eagles fans say, "What do you want Carson to do? Pick off that ball, play defense?" No, but he's your starting quarterback. It's the truth. He's supposed to do things for you that other quarterbacks in the league cannot do. He doesn't have the he same is caveat. He is responsible. As it's not as his back. fault. It's, it's not, not his fault. fault. They you. threw a sixty-yard wow. pass down the field, and Nelson Aguilar decided Beautiful. to like not even put his hands out. What about the inaccurate sense. throws that I saw from Carson all night? I saw com- I saw awful. But there's no separation, homie. How many times I, 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 I gotta say I, I, that? I mean, Drew, Drew, it, 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 it's tough. The receivers it's, suck. It's Carson tough. has sucked. He sucked through these first seven and games. It's not his fault. It's not his fault it's that Demarcus fault. Lawrence is getting in there and putting his hand in his face within three seconds and he can't see his target. Dude, Carson, Listen, you have this target 
on Carson because it's the Dak versus Carson debate. So you, right? No, I you're, think you're I driving think, with glasses on. You're not seeing the problem. I have no interest. And, and, I have no interest in the Chiefs or in Patrick Mahomes, but I will still come out and criticize Patrick Mahomes week after week because you people said, exalt him as wait, Jesus you, Christ. You texted just like me. Carson you Wentz. texted me. Anybody could be a star in that offense, right? Yeah. Was Matt Moore is not. Matt Moore star Matt that night. Was Alex Smith a star? Oh. Alex Smith was a star. We for talked, six weeks. Alex, for six weeks. Can you believe that? Carson? I, I, I just, I just want to say on. though, though, um, last little... last week when the, when the Cowboys and Dak had a bad game, um, I said it was because of the offensive line, and I didn't blame it on Dak. It's it, true because it, two of our starting tackles were out, Chris. That's why you blamed it because our two of the best players on our how line come, were how out. How come you can't say that for the Eagles? They didn't have Jason they didn't have Peters. Jason Peters. They, they have they they have they injuries, but, but exactly that's what, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. After a while, the, the, the but look at what, look what he was able to do Drew, with the Sean It wouldn't Jackson, even matter right? if he's able to hit these guys. The he doesn't they have, have a good defense. Come according to you, he doesn't have skins. You said that before. You said they they are a solid team. You said that because you said listen. When Jay Gruden, when Jay Gruden was fired, you said I like Jay Gruden. Yeah, they've had said, a lot of injuries. They, exactly, on but they're they're still a good team. You said if this team's healthy, they're good. That's why they were six and two at one yeah. point, six and three, because they do have a good team. Yeah. But Chris, or Drew, I'm telling you this: when Deshaun Jackson's on the field, that helps out everybody. I that's understand. The, that's what I, I meant know. by the presence that he has on the field. Uh, he opens just like everything up. About Deshaun, uh, like you can't rely. Uh, on uh, and and as far as I like, I I don't put this blame on, on Carson Wentz. Like it, he doesn't have time to throw. Even when he makes a good throw, line has been his okay. receivers don't catch the ball for him. Right. So, um, what do you want and, to do? And the other thing is. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. Whether whether you, it, I don't think it matters what you get, but you need a difference maker. Whether that's a difference maker on the on the on the defensive line, bring pressure with your front seven, or you get out a cornerback that could be a number a number one true cornerback. Because all I heard all week was Jalen Mills is back, the Green <laughs> Goblin is back. To what? Get beat by Amari Cooper and then wave his freaking finger when Dak overthrows him? He sucks, Jalen Mills. He is. Terrible. I could play defense. Better, he's better than Tremaine Johnson, who yeah, you guys spent fifteen million I'm a year on. Than both of them. Fifteen million <laughs> I'm a better year. Than both of them. The Eagles get me to play defensive back. I'll do a better job, and I won't wave my oh, freaking. No. I've finger. seen you run, Chris. It's yeah, not pretty. Exactly. <laughs> I am better than Jalen Mills. So the Eagles have to do something. I want to. I, I just want to say one more thing before we close this out. Carson Wentz didn't even look good against the Jets. He had no, he three. Didn't. He had three touchdowns in that game, but frankly, he had good field position all night. He didn't. Look Carson good. Wentz has not looked like a like a top five quarterback. Wait, how about in the that league? in the first three games? What are you he's talking playing, about? He's playing against crap. He teams. played amazing in the first three games against That's crappy what I'm saying. teams. Carson against did crap not. Teams. Carson did not against play well against crap teams. Against though. crap teams, Carson Wait, did not play well. Is the Jets defense crap now? The Jets defense is crap, and my team is the Jets defense crap. Yes. I don't think so. You don't think the Jets' defense is crap? No, I they don't. just gave up they 36. Did, they did a pretty good th- job containing Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott a I'm few saying. weeks That's ago. What I'm Chris, saying. you just made an excuse for me. I had both my tackles and the starting the starting wide receiver. I don't out. think like, their defense is crap. Still, the Cowboys the, still should have won. The Dolphins are crap. You just gave me the Redskins, right? You said, oh, oh, that was the Redskins. That's the same thing for but you. That's what I'm saying. And, Dak, a jo- and an Eli Manning-led team. But Dak played so okay. well. Dak played so well against those three teams. Carson against Wait, the how Jets How come Carson doesn't get the same thing when it comes to the Redskins, though? Right? What, what are you talking about? You said he's played like crap. He didn't play like crap against the Redskins. Oh, you're right. His second half of the first game of the year was pretty good. He didn't even play a good first stats. half. Carson Wentz has not played a good, complete game for the entire oh, come season. come on. Uh, neither has Dak. Oh, oh wait! Against, no, 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 sorry, against JV teams. What, That's right. Your, is your team a JV team? Is my wait? Is Miami a, a legit NFL team? 
Yeah, they're no! all 32 are NFL what? teams. Get the hell out of here. You just beat your you team 37 to 10. You guys lost to the Jets. You, okay. You know, Dak just beat your team. Is your team a JV team? Lost to the Jets, though. He lost to the Jets because he's starting his best receiver and both his tackles were out. But, all right, but the Eagles are not not losing games because of Carson Wentz. The loss of the they Detroit game. The, the Jets they, didn't they, they lost to the Detroit game because J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I know his name's Arcega, but it doesn't that, deserve that respect. That's what I'm saying. Is, he dropped the pass. He lost the Atlanta game because Nelson Aguilar dropped the pass. You're running out of excuses. Your no, I'm not. Your That's legitimate excuses, your quarterback, Drew. Your quarterback doesn't have a playoff win. Your quarterback does not have playoff success. Uh, now, we're going on, now we're going on. I'm your talking about this year, your Drew. Your quarterback has not accomplished anything in this season. He's got a Super He's Bowl ring. Flat. He's got a He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a Super Bowl Super Bowl We got to wrap up the show, but Carson Wentz has played like a bottom 20 quarterback. So, bet of the week, Drew, what are you going with, big Bet of the week, uh, John, I'm really hopping on this, like, New Orleans blowout bandwagon train. Mm. You called it last week with the Bears. Yes. They're playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals have looked nice through three games, albeit against subpar teams. The Cardinals have looked good. I think Kyler Murray is going to get swallowed alive by the Saints' defense. Okay. And I think the Saints are going to have a really potent offensive game. So, New Orleans, I'd lock them in at, at minus 9.5 and the money line. I have a worst bet, too. My worst bet is actually better. Uh, the Chicago Bears minus versus the L.A. Half, Chargers. Man. Nobody touch that with your bank account because I... No matter what you bet in that game, Chris, you could bet the Chargers and I could bet the Bears and we would both be wrong somehow. It's probably a push. Even though it's <laughs> in the half, even though it has hey, four and somehow. a half, it somehow be a push. No, but don't ever bet the, on the Chargers. As, or the Bears. Yeah, or period. the Bears. But this is my bet of the week. Green Bay minus four in Kansas City. All right. <laughs> that uh, was mine. Did, did I take yours? Mine. Okay, good. Listen. Hey, that's good. That, that means you might actually win if no, you have the same one as me. So Taking a new one. All right, take a new one. But I, I think the Packers could blow out the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs right now with Matt Moore obviously aren't the same team as they are with Patrick Mahomes, but I think Aaron Rodgers... He he got he found his rhythm last week. I think he's going to continue that performance against a bad Chiefs defense. I know they had nine sacks and ten sacks, whatever, against Joe Fluco. Okay, I could sack Joe Fluco. That guy looks so old and looks so out of it. Anybody could sack uh, him. Joe. All right, so Packers minus four. I'm going to take them by ten. All right, fair enough. Chris, do you have a new bet for us? Yes, I do. Give me the J-E-T-S oh. plus six against the Jaguars. Oh, I almost took really? the Jaguars minus six. No. <laughs> Guess what? Jets are going to bounce back. I, I, dude, I don't know. You tweeted this out. What did Adam Gay say about the offense? Chris, tell me. What do you say? Oh, what do you say? Oh, we haven't found your right Wait, recipe. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? How have you not found your recipe? Hey. You had a whole offseason. That's all right. Jacksonville. What are you doing? Jacksonville. <laughs> Stinks. Gardner Minshew. It's in Jacksonville. I don't care. They still it's, stink. Oh, dude, Jacksonville's a tough place to play. They got a lot of ghosts down there. A lot of ghosts. <laughs> a lot of sexy ladies, too. So Sam Darnold might get mono again. He might. He might. No, but um, Joe Maniello, friend of the show, mentioned, like, you, uh, according to rules, after our team gets blown out on primetime football at home, you take them to cover the spread next week. Mm. Six is 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 not fair. The Jets are a better team than the Jaguars, in my opinion, especially with the Jaguars. Okay, I'll agree with you. Not six, having yeah, six is a not lot. having Jalen Ramsey anymore. The Jets are a better team, but in my opinion. I don't know if they could beat the Jets. They will or the Jaguars. They will. I'm, I'm you're gonna put you're gonna put the, no, 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 I'm you're gonna put the, the Jets outright. No, no, I'm taking the points. No, 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 I, no. But hold on, I'm gonna make backtrack you pick. here. If you want to make me Who, pick the game, who's gonna win the game? Jets. Okay, good. That's all I but want. Like, so the Jets I, better right. team. But so I wouldn't bet right. the Jets' money line. Oh, that's I, fine. But I would take the plus six. I think that Robbie Anderson is going to have a, a huge game. He looks, huge game. I'm thinking a 
buck thirty and two scores. You gonna put some money between you and I? No, I told no, I'm uh, probably gonna take a break of betting until Sunday. Okay. Until, until Sunday. Sunday. That's not a break. That's the generator. No, that's right that, that's a break. Solid three four. Piece. Yeah, but uh, hey, that's all the time that we have. Hey, if you want to see if maybe I stopped betting, you'll have to f- listen to the show, or or maybe I kept betting and I finally won. You just gotta find out next week. <laughs> <laughs>